Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, and the Memphis Grizzlies are back in action tonight against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers. We had a great night on Monday for the Suns game, so we'll recap that game real quick, talk about the bets that we hit. We ended up going 8-1 on the night, so exciting stuff there. And then we'll get right into this game tonight against the Cavs with some injury reports to break down because the Cavs are going to be shorthanded tonight in Memphis. So, as always, we're using DraftKings for all these odds, and I take no financial responsibility for any of the bets that are placed based on this podcast. And with all that being said, we'll get right into this game against the Suns on Monday. So, Grizzlies were able to take out the Phoenix Suns, the shorthanded Suns, without Devin Booker, Campaign, um, Camp Johnson, and Devin Booker, along with a couple others. So Grizzlies ended up winning 136-106 after a shaky start in the first quarter. They extended their win streak to double digits now, sitting at 10 games, which will allow them to tonight tie the franchise record with the win, and then they can break the franchise record, which would be 12 wins against the L.A. Lakers on Friday in Los Angeles. So exciting stuff there for the Grizzlies. A lot of momentum, a lot of stuff, you know, leaning on this game, maybe more than it normally would in a January game against an out-of-conference opponent. But nonetheless, Grizzlies did extend that win streak to 10 games now looking into tonight, which will give them the opportunity to tie it at 11 tonight with a win. So as far as betting ends up going, as I said, we went 8-1 and on the night. We hit the spread, which was minus minus. 10.5 when we got it. It ended up closing at minus 12.5, but regardless, we hit that. Obviously, with John Morant, we talked about it time and time again in the podcast. I kept mentioning it, the news with John Morant being a game-time decision. He did end up playing, but as I said, I didn't really think it would affect the plays that we made, which is exactly how it ended up turning out. Over 229.5 cashed easily as well, thanks to the Grizzlies scoring 136 on their own. And then with that, I also had Grizzlies team total over 120, so they smashed that out of the park as well. Play of the game was Mikel Bridges over 16.5 points. He breezed by that. No one else really in the lineup to score for the Suns, so that was an easy play. We had Desmond Bain over points and three-pointers. Three-pointers ended up being a bit of a sweat. He hit it on the last shot that he took in the game. He ended up being subbed out right after because the game just got out of hand after that point. So he finished with three threes. He shot 75% from three on the night, so that was exciting. Desmond Bain looked great, finished with 28 points. We had Steven Adams under points, which is I think it was at 9.5 we got it at. That hit, but we did have over rebounds at 11.5. That did not hit. So Steve-O didn't play a ton of minutes, didn't get his normal production, but we were sharp on the under points. Just a battle with DeAndre Ayton all night. I expected to kind of wear him down in terms of scoring the basketball. And he was scoring kind of a bit above his normal averages in the recent couple games. So I wanted that to, or expected that to come back down to normal, which is exactly what that did. And then lastly, we went... Over 55.5 points for the first quarter, that hit. I don't remember exactly what the total was, but it was well over that since both teams kind of got off to a hot start. So those are all the plays from the game on Monday. Again, went 8-1 on the night, so make sure to you know continue to listen, continue to follow these picks, and then also make sure to follow the Twitter because I'll tweet about, you know, the result of the game, you know, result of the plays, and then as the game's going on, I'll usually live tweet if I'm, you know, staying active with the game in terms of when these plays actually hit in real time. So, great day on the board. Excited to do it all again today, which today is against the Cleveland Cavaliers, as previously mentioned. 
The line is currently set at minus 7.5 in favor of the Grizzlies. Memphis, a nice clean injury report. Only person on the report is the person who's been on the report all year. That's Danny Green. For the Cavs, though, unfortunately, Donovan Mitchell will be out of the lineup for the Cavs, as well as Dean Wade and one more player that I never even heard of, so I don't think it's important to mention. No offense to him. But Cleveland has been good all year. I think they've been one of the best stories in the NBA up to this point. Obviously, kind of taking a swing at trading for Donovan Mitchell has been an overall positive experience for the team. He's been great all year, will more than likely be an all-star starter with this injury. Don't know if he'll actually play in the game, but Donovan Mitchell, again, had 71 points, what, two weeks ago. He's been probably one of the best players in the NBA, best guards at least in the NBA all season, definitely in the Eastern Conference. And with the combination with Garland, Mobley, Jared Allen, Lavert, like they have a good core. They're maybe one or two pieces away. I I feel like from truly contending, but they also have pieces that they can move around the deadline to maybe you know tighten up some things and end up being a contender in the Eastern Conference. Would have been nice to see Mitchell in this game, honestly, just to see the Grizzlies be tested a bit because they have played some lower level teams on this win streak. But can only play who who is in front of you, and that's just going to be the scenario again tonight. So. Cleveland has been struggling as of late a bit. They've only won three of their last six games, but they did win the last game against the Pelicans. Mitchell left after 22 minutes with the injury that's keeping him out tonight, which was a groin injury, and this will be the sixth game this season so far that Mitchell has missed for the Cavaliers. They're 2-3 and on the season so far without him. Recently lost to the Nuggets on January 6th was the last time they played without Donovan Mitchell. So, As far as these two teams go and how they match up, we don't see them play a lot. We only saw them play, obviously, twice last year. The last time being on January 4th, 2022. So it's been over a full year since these two teams have played. And no Donovan Mitchell, obviously, last year. But he won't be there tonight. So kind of more similar to last year than we would have expected. Grizzlies ended up winning 110-106 as a three-point underdog. I think John Morant, this was right around the time that the Grizzlies were streaking without him with the injuries. So... A lot of stuff has changed since then, but Cavaliers look relatively similar to what they did then in terms of personnel. So currently with that spread set at 7.5, I'm struggling to find a play because I do have a theory that usually when the top player on these teams are out and you get a bigger line than you normally would expect, that these teams actually do end up covering that spread because they kind of play up to you know play a little bit more than what they're expected to without the star player in the lineup that kind of have to compensate. So... At 7.5, I'm still going to lean Grizzlies here, and I was really tough to make that decision. I was kind of on the fence because Cleveland does have a very good defense, but they are one of the worst against the spread teams on the road in the whole NBA. They're covering just 35% of the games on the road this season. So I'm going to go Memphis minus 7.5 here. I don't love it, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cleveland does cover the spread, but if I had to make a play, you know, force me to make one, I'm going to go Cle- uh, Memphis Sorry, minus 7.5. For the game, the over/under is set at 228, which is interesting because, as I mentioned, Cleveland does statistically, in terms of points against, have the best off uh, defense in the NBA. I think it's at like 106 points per game against. Obviously, with Mobley and Allen down low, that just uh, you know, a great duo down low, and then some of their wing players are also very good defensively, and they're tough to break down. Memphis is fourth in points for though. Recently, they're scoring about 117, a little bit over points per game so far this season. So with all that being said, and with Mitchell out of the lineup, it all makes sense to go under, but I am going to go over here. More because I think Memphis is just in such a scoring 
groove right now that it really doesn't matter who's defending them. It doesn't matter who they're playing. I think Memphis does also have the outside shooting to be able to knock down some threes against Cleveland because obviously the lane's going to be crowded, and that's also why I like some of the other plays I do tonight. But guys like Bain, guys like even Brooks and Morant, who shot the ball great from three last game, hit five in the last game against the Suns. I expect the Grizzlies to be able to have the three-point shooting to be able to, you know, I guess counteract the defensive capabilities that the Cleveland Cavaliers do have down low. So I'm going to go over 228 here, and the over also has gone. The over has also hit in the last seven games for the Grizzlies. So a bulk of this road trip has been, or of this win streak, sorry, has been the Grizzlies scoring a lot of points and hitting the over. So I'm going to go over and Grizzlies minus seven and a half simple plays, but we also went simple in the Suns game and that hit as well. So we're going to stick with that theme. Going into some props now, we have Desmond Bain over 19.5 points. He was incredible last game, finishing with 28 points on three threes made. You know, he's scoring at a bunch of different levels now, and, you know, he's getting into the lane at will, getting to the free throw line, hitting some mid-range. He's just overall such a better offensive player than he's been in the past, and he can still hit threes. So I'm going to go over 19.5 points for Desmond Bain. He's gone over in the last two games. With that, I am also going to go over two and a half threes. I would like to see more of a volume for Desmond than we saw in that last game. Again, he only took four threes in that last game against the Suns, and he waited till the very last shot to catch the over two and a half threes because he shot it literally last play to call a timeout. He was out after that, so barely got it that night. I expect more threes from Desmond tonight. He's been confident shooting the ball. He just hasn't had a great volume for some reason, but... Again, with the lane being clogged, I expect him to be able to take some more threes tonight against the Cavs. So over two and a half threes for Desmond Bain is the next play. Next, I'm going to go Jaron Jackson Jr. I have two props back-to-back. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. over 14 and a half points. He's playing a great defender in Mobley, so I think this is a chance for him to assert himself and show you know that he's a dominant figure and deserves an all-star as well as deserves Defensive Player of the Year. He's averaging about 16.6 points per game so far this season. Had 18 in that last game and has gone over 14.5 in six of his last seven. So all the stats, all the data is pointing towards the over here for Jaron Jackson Jr. at over 14.5. Also with the blocks at over 2.5. I think this is great value considering you're getting it at plus money at plus 125. He got six last game and is averaging 3.3 per game so far this season. And the Defensive Player of the Year you know, discussion is definitely going through Memphis right now as I think any kind of, you know, DPOY ladder I see Jaron Jackson Jr. at the top of. So Jaron Jackson Jr. over points and over blocks are my next two. And to round it out, we have Grizzlies rates to 15 points first quarter, minus 150. I think this is also value play because normally when you have the Grizzlies at home, you're looking at this anything first quarter to be in the minus 200 ranges. So to get it at minus 150, I think it's really good value and something that you should take advantage of. So Grizzlies, first quarter race to 15, minus 150, great odds. And then last but not least, my play of the game and last play for the night is going to be Darius Garland over two and a half threes. So this is my play of the game. He With Mitchell out of the lineup, you know, someone who takes 9.4 threes per game, I expect Darius Garland's volume to go up. He's taken about six per game with 2.4 made. So again, I expect that to go up and he should be taking around nine to 10 threes this game. He took 10 in that last matchup against the Pelicans in the game that Mitchell went down, finished with five makes on the night. So he's shooting about 40% from three this season. So there's no reason to expect him to, you know, cool off or anything and, and uh, increase in volume. 
and he's going to play a lot of minutes. So I like Darius Garland as my play of the game over two and a half threes, just with the volume and the fact that Donovan Mitchell is not in the lineup. I expect Darius Garland to make up for those shots and cast the over. So those are the, the bets for tonight. I appreciate everyone, as always, for listening. Make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow the my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. And then, as always, make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. We'll be back on Friday for the matchup that the Grizzlies have against the LA Lakers in LA. It will be a late tip-off, so look forward to that, and I'll see you guys then. And enjoy the game tonight, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. 